it's very important to connect with people, whether it leads to new business or not, just for your mental well-being. So it's really important to get out and, and celebrate. Hi, I'm Joel Pilger, and you're listening to episode 81 of the Rev Thinking Podcast. Today, my guest is James Cowan, and our topic is NodeFest. Welcome to Rev Thinking, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. This is the conversation between creative leaders and consultants discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. Hey, it's Joel. Welcome to the Rev Thinking Podcast, the conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. Episode 81 today, guest James Cowan. Now, James is the creative director and co-founder at NodeFest, which I'll tell you about in a second. But I also want to just mention that James is also the creative director at Motion Design Studio, Yes Captain, his own studio. Hmm. So a studio owner operator runs an event called NodeFest. Well, what is NodeFest? Well, the description of NodeFest is that it brings the best of Australian motion graphics and animation together to share their work, industry insights, and creative inspiration with peers and wannabes. It's the Motion Design Conference and Party Down Under. Now, I just went to NodeFest here a couple months ago in Australia and was pleasantly thrilled at the turnout, the size of the event, the quality of the speakers, the content that was on display, and of course, the, the after party was fantastic. I got to connect with a few clients there at the event, but I also got to connect with a group of owners. I did one of my dinners uh, the night before the conference. And generally, I just found the entire scene in Australia to be thriving and alive and well, which made me very happy <laughs> because I've always heard about the things that are going on down in Australia and New Zealand, but seeing it in person, face to face and talking to the owners, some of my clients was really exciting. Now, what do James and I talk about? Well, I thought it would be interesting just to ask James, like, what was it that led you to create this thing called NodeFest? And what, what is it about conferences and events like this that actually benefit our industry? I also wanted to ask him, what does it take to pull this together? What, what's the workload? It seems like it would be a monumental effort to pull off an event like this. And I'm guessing there's some harsh realities and a dark side to doing this, even though it seems fun and glamorous and exciting, and there's hundreds of people that show up every year and it's growing, but what's, what's, the, what's the hard part of it? And of course, what's next? What's coming? What can we expect this year at NodeFest and years into the future? So with that, I'll just say, I hope you enjoy this really cool conversation that I had with James Cowan at NodeFest. How, how's life been since, uh, since NodeFest? Have you been able to catch a breather since, uh, since the conference? It's been crazy. I have had two months off work, which is not really by choice. Uh, school holidays here in Australia, and thankfully school has just gone back. So we have our biggest holidays over the Christmas, New Year's period of kids finishing school. Yeah, two months. And That's a lot. Six-year-old. Yeah, well, oh, I mean, school's probably only had a month off. We had a family holiday as well. Anyway, it was nice to have a break, but I was kind of like middle of January, really dying to get back to work, but still had a six-year-old to play with so yeah, i'm do, lucky that i've had a lot of downtime yeah and do do you actually because so, you run you run your studio yes captain throughout the year and then you do 
NodeFest as well. And yeah, do, yeah, I was gonna say between the two, it's gotta be difficult because I would think there's times of the year when the the work coming to Yes Captain is really busy and it conflicts because NodeFest is getting busy or vice versa. How, how do you juggle those two? Absolutely. The first, I mean, we've done NodeFest four years now. This will be the fifth year in 2020. Um, and the first couple of years, we would always get, we'd be busy throughout the year with Yes Captain, um, but then we'd be really busy in October, November, just leading up to NodeFest. And it would always cause a great deal of stress. So last year, I, you know, designed everything to lock my time down at the start of November when I was getting, you know, really busy ramping up so that I didn't have any clashes with client work because that's, you know, for the most of the year, I can easily do 50-50, you know, a bit of node here, right. a bit of yes captains here. And obviously we've got to look after the clients first and foremost because they're paying the bills. But, um, yeah, you know, you don't want to be uh, spreading yourself too thin uh, in the lead up to the festival. So now I think every year we learn more about how to do the festival better and how to run the studio better as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to know, and, and this, this, you know, for anyone listening, their benefit, what, what was your history in motion design? Like what led you to, to open up? Yes. Captain, did you come from the, did you come from working at in television? Did you come from working at production companies? What was the, the quick bullet points of your career that led you up to yes, captain? It came from a loathe of working for other people. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, very arrogant. I've never been, I've <laughs> never enjoyed uh, a full-time job, although a full-time salary is nice and knowing that the money's there every month. Um, quick history, I studied film and television way back in the 90s. I had a choice to study animation or film and TV, but I wanted to do film and TV and I'm glad I did because, you know, I still have a passion for live action as well. I the basics of storytelling, which is really important. And I was at uni in the mid-90s and the web exploded and I got kind of sidetracked by that. And I was like, oh, what's this thing? You can build a web page. How do you do that? <laughs> and then that led to multimedia and animation. And so it was very ironic that I chose to study film but ended up in animation because it just, you know, I've always been able to draw and play with computers. So it all kind of came together. So now I have this love for both. And so I've probably freelanced since the late 90s. Uh, most of my life with the odd full-time job here and there. In When was it? About 2009, I got an offer to work on a feature film, which was very exciting at the time. It was Happy Feet 2. And um, it was a great experience seeing, you know, an amazing filmmaker like George Miller direct and direct on the motion capture stage. But it quickly taught me that, you know, that long length of productions is not my cup of tea. Yeah, I was on the same shot for six months. It was painfully boring. So it cemented my love for motion graphics that is typically a shorter form stuff, 15 second, 30 second ads or whatever, a two minute explainer video. So I then at some point I was working for an agency. They offered me way too much money and it was a full-time job and I absolutely hated it. Money was great, but <laughs> the work was yes. pretty soul-destroying. I found myself making a video for toenail fungus. That was, oh, uh, I think, the low point in my career. And uh, I saw all these creative directors around me and I thought, well, they're all dickheads and they all think they're good at what they do and I can't do it any worse. So I thought I'm going to have a, have a stab at running my own studio. And, the, and, that's and it. here you that's are. The and here we are. <laughs> I think well, we started and, uh, and this, happened in 2012. And then uh, uh, those various freelance assignments, were those generally Melbourne? Were they Sydney? Were they other countries? 
they were I was in Brisbane, Queensland, is where I, mm-hmm. where I studied film and TV. So I lived up there for a long time. So I had 14 years in Brisbane, two years in Sydney, and then um, whatever, 10 years in Melbourne. So, and okay. I grew up in so, Hobart in Tassie. So the Tassie okay. Devil. So I've, I've done the whole eastern side of Australia. <laughs> well, I'm curious because when I think of you starting Yes Captain, which I think you said was 2013, is that when you started that? Yeah, 2012 or 2013. One of those. Well, I would think that you would be plenty busy trying to generate new business, you know, keep clients mm-hmm. happy, run a studio. And then somewhere along the way, you said, I'm going to start a festival. And mm-hmm. I don't know that a fe- doing, doing a festival or a conference would necessarily be great for business if I ran a studio. But you tell me, mm-hmm. was, was, did that have anything to do with it? Or was it like, no, I just feel called to do this. We need to have a really great conference here in Australia. What, what, how did it, how did it come about? I think looking back on my life so far, I have a lot of stupid ideas at stupid times and I don't really think them through. Back in 2002, when I had a full-time job, the day I quit was the day I got the keys to my house. So I had a mortgage and no full-time job. That was pretty Mm -hmm. dumb. And when I started Yes Captain, the day I quit, my wife told me we were pregnant. So I didn't have a full-time job and we had a baby. So I have a tendency to do that a lot. And similar with NodeFest, it just felt like, nah, this is what I'm going to do. Didn't think it through. And yeah, it's it's a challenge to run a business and an event, but it just felt so necessary. We were... um, I was a bit jealous of all the wonderful events around the world. Uh, you know, your blend fest in Canada and off Barcelona and all these cool events, and we just didn't have anything like that in Australia for motion. There's a couple of creative events here, but they're very broad. You know, you might, and yeah. they're not cheap, so you might spend a lot of money and only find one speaker interesting. Um, and it's difficult for them to cater for everyone, but I was really keen to have something that was very focused um, and just on the field that I'm interested in, I just wanted to create a festival that I would want to go to. So, and I think that's resonated with the people that are coming. Well, I can say from firsthand going to to Nodefest just back a few months ago and meeting you and going to the whole event that I was, I won't say I was surprised, but I thought, the, but the event definitely uh, met or exceeded my expectations. Like it, it was a very solid event and I believe it was sold out at least I think it was sold out uh, and it had yeah. great crowd and great energy, of course, great social uh, events around, around the event and so forth. And it also brought in, it's what seemed like from what I observed, it brought in people from not only uh, around Australia, but people from around the world. Is that, is that your observation as well so far? Yeah. And thank you for the kind words and thank you for coming again, going back to loving the fact that there's blend in Canada and off Barcelona it's obviously a long way for us to travel to any of these places. So, yeah, let's make one in the Southern Hemisphere, not just for Australians, but for the local area, for the Asian area. So it was very important that it was open for New Zealanders as well because, you know, they're virtually like another state of Australia, although they wouldn't yeah. like me saying that. <laughs> right. They might take issue with the with the nuances of that, but I get, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think, but it was, for me, it was very cool and energizing because I had gone to Blend, which was fantastic. It was great and uh, really, really enjoyed that. And then to just, you know, I think a few months later, head down to Australia and take in NodeFest. Uh, it was, it was it, for me, it was exciting to see, you know what, as an industry, motion design and I would say animation, even uh, production is alive and well. 
it's thriving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'm, I'm curious, what is it that you, what is it about our industry that, like, why do we even need these events? What, what is it that you're hoping to accomplish or that you think the people attending, what is it that they need? What are they going to, what do they get out of these events that make them so valuable? Well, I think that's, that's a good question. I think there's a number of elements to that. I think a lot of people in this industry are probably introverts. Um, I know that's mm-hmm. a big generalization, but I think it's fair to say about many. So it's important to um, drag these people out from behind their desk and get them together and get them, you know, it's very easy to be addicted to what we do on the computer and learning and animating. And, you know, it's important, very important to connect with people, whether it leads to new business or not, just for your mental well-being. So it's really important to get out and and celebrate and celebrate uh, not just the industry and, and wh- how far it's come, but celebrate the, the awesome job we have. It's, you know, we're, we're really lucky to be able to do this great job. I was just going to comment real quick that, uh, you know, someone did a f- follow-up uh, they were doing an interview about or an article on NodeFest and they reached out and asked me a question. And their, their question was, if someone could watch the conference speakers online, say after the event, why would mm-hmm. they bother, you know, why should they bother coming to the event in person live? And I thought the mm-hmm. question was, was a bit ridiculous. I, I thought, okay, if anyone thinks going to a conference is just about seeing the people on stage deliver a talk, they're clearly mm. missing the majority of the value. And that's not to say that mm. the, the speakers and the content isn't great because it is great, but mm. it's all the other things. It's all the people that you meet, the intersections that you have, these random collisions. You know, I of course had, uh, I was there with a client of mine from, from LA, you know, Marcel, who's uh, from state mm-hmm. who spoke, uh, spoke at the conference. But Marcel and I had a great time meeting so many people from all, the, all these different places, parts around the different world. And I even noticed Marcel was there saying, oh, my gosh, I just met this amazing animator. I'm going to hire her. You know, she's now a freelancer. I'm going to hire her on my next project. Oh, I just bumped into this yeah. amazing sound designer. I, I can't wait to collaborate with him on something. And these are all things happening completely separate from the main yeah. stage. So I thought yeah. that was that was that was just my personal opinion, but I, but I, I interrupted you. What, what else were you no, going to no, say about right. the benefits of these things? I was going to touch on that, and another point that um, I think motion design isn't hasn't been as celebrated or understood in Australia as it is mm. in the rest of the world. Uh, that's an assumption on my part because I think uh, clients or budgets they leave it to the last minute to get to hire us, not just my studio, anyone. Um, I think there's a greater appreciation for it in the States and the UK. Um, so this festival was partly to help that as well, to really, you know, celebrate this industry and what it is and, uh, and what we do. And I think we certainly started to see that last year with a lot of people coming to note that we're from companies, we're from big business. Um, and then back to what you were just talking about, uh, I, you know, I've never put on an event before this, so I didn't really know what I was doing. I was jumping in the deep end, and thankfully my wife has the event experience, so without her we wouldn't have been able to get it going. Wow. But over the years I realised the after party, I just, we in, in the first year we just tacked it on. You've got to have some drinks after talks, right? But now I, the years have progressed and I realised it is at least 50% as important as the talks because so many yes. people get together and they might have been talking all year in a Slack channel and never seen each other, never seen each other's face, and they meet for the first time. Or, as you said, huge collaborations are coming out of it, which is fantastic. 
Yeah, I just you just reminded me, in fact, that there is a client that I've been it's somebody who owns a studio in in uh, Barcelona that I have mm-hmm. never met in person for various reasons. Our travels never wow. synced up. And it's it yeah. was only it's only at a conference that we finally bumped into each other like NodeFest and and say, wow, it's amazing. We've been working together for a year or two over Slack and Zoom and and other things. But there's just a deepening of of the relationship relationship when it's in person, and especially if, a, mm. if an alcoholic beverage is involved, uh, it's just it's also just a damn it's just a damn lot of fun as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we, we you know we have no fest in November because it's almost like a Christmas party. Um, so it's a Christmas party for the industry as well is another reason for it. So it's let your hair, hair down, have fun. You might get work out of it. Who knows? I've heard of many studios hiring people out of it. Um, I mean, we had a speaker in our first year and a speaker in our second year met at Node and then did some work together. So, And they'd never known each other before that. So that was really cool as well. Well, I'm curious to understand the, the point you were making about companies. And by that, I think you mean, so there's people that work at companies say in Australia or other places that are employees that work at these companies that are doing marketing work or they're doing branding work or they need to create content or something. And they come to something like NodeFest and they receive an education on what is this craft? What is Mm. this creative work that these people do? And maybe they walk away with a better understanding of what it does, how it solves problems, what's so beautiful and exciting about it, and hopefully even an appreciation of how valuable it is uh, as well. Is that, yeah. is, that part of, is that part of what happens? And is that something you're seeing more people from brands and companies coming to NodeFest? I probably, I probably need to do more research on it to find out. I mean, I'm, I get so caught up in the, uh, the after party that I just, you know, it's been a big release after planning it for a whole year that I just pretty much get shit faced, get drunk really quickly and uh, and say hi to as many people as I can. <laughs> I think I've just seen it when the ticket sales come through that in the first few years it was just like I nearly knew everyone buying a ticket because we were only 170 people in the first two years. Last year was 550. Incredible that it's grown that quickly in a couple of years. So I was incredible. seeing people buying tickets. Yeah, amazing. Um, and we're very grateful for that support. Um, it's obviously that this is needed and wanted. Um, but I was seeing people buying tickets and I was like, wow, I've never heard that name. Oh, wow, they're from that company. And I think there's a trend now that um, these companies um, that aren't on the surface a motion company, uh, they might be a tool brand or something that sell power tools, they'll open up their own motion studio within that business. So I'm not exactly sure. I'm hoping, it's been always one of my hopes, that it would lead to a wider appreciation of the craft and therefore and a better understanding of the value of it and so we can get better budgets for everyone. But I don't know how to really track that at the moment. I guess I have to have, you know, maybe don't get as drunk and have better chats with more people at the after party. <laughs> well, maybe when uh, when people are buying tickets, you can capture a little bit of that industry or sector or who do you work for, what's your title, that kind of thing, and start pulling some interesting yeah. demographics from the from the audience data. That, that, that could be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm curious about, to hear about this, because when I hear you say that you just jumped into the deep end and said, oh, that sounds like fun. Let's let's do an event. I can say with very little doubt 
that it turned out to be a much bigger undertaking than you estimated. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's it like? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what, what's it like pulling this thing together? Because I'm guessing each year you've said, okay, last year was good. We want it to be better. We want it to be bigger. And it, it must be growing. But I also know that conferences and events like this, they all historically struggle to break even, even despite it seems like there's big numbers and there's lots of tickets and there's sponsors and all this. Like mm. it's just gen- generally it's a labor of love for the people that, mm. that pull these things together. So, I mean, for you, is it a, does it take up uh, a chunk of your year? Is it a few months? I mean, what, what size of undertaking is this for you to truly pull this thing off each year? Yeah, I think in the first year, I mean, we were certainly very naive. It was just based on me wanting to have an, an event that I would go to as an audience member. And as a result, we made the tickets $99 Australians because well, I wanted to make it really affordable. Most conferences are so expensive. And obviously that bit me in the ass because it was a lot more expensive than that to put the event on and I had no idea. So we lost money in the first year and that's fine because we saw it as we wanted to position Yes Captain as a leader in the industry a studio that's a leader and a supporter and give back and all those good things. So we think there's still value in us being kind of, you know, the leader of it. Sure. Um, but then over the four years, we've learned a bit better and we have had to increase ticket prices because, you know, that's the nature of it to try and make it sustainable. But, um, you know, uh, we've finally realised you can't run it on $99. You just cannot pay for everything. Thankfully, the sponsorship has grown, but we always need more. So if everyone, anyone's listening out there, send me an email. But, yeah, I probably spend about half my year on it. But it, And mm. a lot of people look at it as, you know, you go to know and you go, wow, this is huge. It's pretty well run. I think we do all right. We're always looking to improve it. But you'd look at it and go, wow, this is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it's spread out over 12 months. So it's only a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, and sure, it gets a little bit more hectic in October and November. But I think I just love it because no one tells me what to do and you get that so much with your client work and some clients are great and you get to have a real collaboration, but some clients, you you know, you just do what they ask and they think they know what they want, whether they do or not. So we'd know sure. if, you know, I guess if I'm doing it wrong, no one would turn up. But thankfully, touch wood, people are turning <laughs> up. I can make the branding, whatever I want, you know, so it's a... It's a fun exercise for me as a designer to make it look however I want and, you know, not be dictated to. Well, I love the, I love the honesty of uh, sh- sharing how, yes, Captain, in effect, is almost the, a main sponsor of NodeFest. And there's, a, yeah. there's obviously a, a – it gets the name out there. It, it puts you front and center. It positions Yes, Captain as a leader. But that mm-hmm. made me wonder, are, have there been other studios that have uh, contributed as sponsors, like not just the Adobe's of the world and, and those types of people, but are there, are there shops and studios that have yeah. jumped in as sponsors? Yeah, in probably the third year, I think we, I had a little spark go off one night thinking, you know, this isn't Yes Captain's event. We don't own it. We put it on and we're very proud to have come up with it and put it on. But... I don't want there to be competition. There's plenty of food for everyone. So let's get all the studios involved because we can't put it on ourselves. We couldn't raise enough money just going to your, your Maxons. They've been amazing. We need to get the help of the support of studios. So we put it out in the 2018, I think, and it was amazing that some studios, local 
Universal Studios came on board. And then last year, again, and even a, a studio in Vancouver came on board, Yellow Lab. Um, oh, that's so, so cool. yeah, and I, it blew my mind because I, I don't know the bu- inner budgets of companies, but you would think, you know, big companies might have a bit more of a marketing spend than a small little studio in Collingwood, Australia. But yet we've had incredible support, even if it's only a, a you know, thousand or two thousand, it goes a long way to make sure the events run and make sure we have a great after party. So, and it, it, that helps that it's um, a community run or industry run event too. Yeah, it's it's funny. I'm, I'm, while you were talking, I was sitting here scanning the NodeFest uh, site, um, which is nodefest.com.au. And I realized, yeah. oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I see some close friends here and some clients like the Hank Mangos and the Rangers and Fox of the world and mm-hmm. a couple of other yeah, folks. Quite, which a, is very... quite a number of people that you've worked with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, of course, which was great. I think you might recall I even did one of my cohort dinners and had uh, about 12 or 15 studio owners all gather for dinner the night before the conference, which was great fun for me because I got to bring together this really cool community of folks there yeah. in Melbourne. So it was, it was a nice, you know, party for me the day before and the day of. <laughs> and how did it feel as a, only a, a one day event for you? Cause we really want to grow it to two days, but we're kind of working it out. Well, I, I mean, I thought it was great as a one day event, but when you sent me some information about possibly doing a two day event, I immediately said, yes, please. I, I think there's a lot more room for additional content, uh, additional engagement, maybe different size, even different size gatherings where some sometimes an event will be the main conference one day and then the second day is workshops or yeah, breakout groups or something. Is that yeah, is that what you're thinking? Maybe maybe you could share some of your plans and hopes and dreams for what the future of Nerdfest is shaping up to become. Yeah, thanks. We you know, we're always looking to improve it and grow it, uh, grow it to make it sustainable, uh, to attract more sponsors. And we've always liked the one-day event, but it's a lot to sit in a dark theatre all day and listen to people. So, you know, what else can we do? So we're definitely keen on having some workshops that would be a bit more hands-on. I think in the first couple of years, we tried having things where people would do a a break, almost a tutorial in software. And those Mm -hmm. talks didn't work too well. People fell asleep because they're a bit technical and a bit dry. So they would work better in a different context where you're in yeah. a kind of almost a classroom environment. It's probably only 30 to 50 people. You bring your own laptop and and you choose to come to that. Like you don't have to sit through that, you know. Um, yeah. What we've found in recent years is the, the main keynotes are certainly better when uh, personal stories, journey stories, career, um, you know, the problems people have had with certain jobs and how they've overcome them, but generally are more of a personal story are the ones that are working better. So, yeah, that's the hope that we can uh, this year. We're hoping to be two days, workshops one day, the keynotes the next, and still the big, huge after party. Oh, fun. Yeah, I'm sitting here uh, relishing a lot of the pictures from the different, uh, the after party and other events. And I'm remembering, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember meeting her. I remember him. It's, it's just, it's such a great moment. Back. Yeah, well, it's like that. It's For me, it's there's several conferences around the world that happen every year. And I'll just say that it's a bit like a family reunion that every year Mm -hmm. at these conferences, it's like, oh, yeah, this is the one time everybody gets together. It's not a wedding. It's not a funeral. It's it's when my industry gets together and we celebrate. Hey, we're we're awesome. And you're killing it and I'm killing it. And we're all doing well and learning and growing. And what what a great opportunity. So, you know, I mean, I would just say on behalf of the industry, thank you to you for 
stepping up and diving into the deep end years ago, back when it was probably just a crazy experiment called let's try this. And now it's starting yeah. to become something larger and wider and bigger that, that everyone is benefiting from. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It is. Um, we feel that too. It's a nice, there's no need to go to these things and be all competitive and all, oh, I'm not going to talk to that studio because they won that job over me or I don't know. Someone might have that view, but it really feels here. We're all in this together. Um, let's have a big hug. Let's have a big beer. And it's fantastic. So when you look ahead to next year, will it? do you think it'll be around the same time of year? And are you going to go for the two-day event next year? Uh, this year. We're already in 2020, Joel. Welcome. Oh, right. Thank you. I, I mean, that's what I meant. <laughs> this year. Yeah, go, right. go ahead. The Australians were always ahead of the Americans in time. Yes, you this know? is true. This is true. Don't remind me. We are planning it again. We're hoping. Uh, it always depends on sponsorship and whether we can raise all that again get the support we need um but the hope is to do it again and we're still crunching the numbers on whether we can make workshops happen but it will be november we're always like that november time frame because it's before people uh go away on holidays uh, especially down here and uh we're thinking we might shoot for november 20 this year because then it's you know 2020 oh that's cool yeah mm. and uh Let's see. Hopefully, that's just before Thanksgiving in the in the states. So as things are starting yeah, right. to wind down in the states, people can say, "Well, just before the Thanksgiving holiday kicks in, I can do a quick trip down under, get go to this great conference, and then come back and d dive into their holiday season." It's a great excuse to pop down to Australia, and it's when Australia's getting warm, so it's just the lead up to summer. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to lie, the, the, the weather down there was awesome. Unfortunately, it was like right as the fires were starting. So I've been very sad to see all of the, the devastation yeah, happen since then. But um, my time in and Sydney it, and in Melbourne was, was fabulous. And I think I was also, I was so pleasantly excited to see how vibrant and diverse the motion design and the animation community is in the at least in those two cities, um, it, it, I knew I knew a lot of what had been going on. But when you see it in person, you meet people. I visit with different owners and, and talked with them and went to their, visit their studios. You really have an appreciation for wow. There's something really special happening here. So that's if NodeFest just is simply the platform to to get that word out. I think then you've accomplished something really really great with that. Yeah, nice. Thank you. I think. It's never really had a face or anything, the industry here. Um, there's other, you know, there's award shows for the visual effects industry or um, general design and stuff, but uh, that's, again, why I like it, that it's focused. Uh, it brings us together in a very specific way as motion design continues to get more and more popular around the world. Yeah, speaking of the weather, it's uh, 107 here today, so that's going to be as all sorts of fun. Oh, my goodness. And I'm, I'm going to say that's 107 Fahrenheit, please. Yeah, I had to look it up. <laughs> okay. I had to look it up. If, you, if I said 40, 43 to you, you'd probably go, wow, that's not much. No, yeah, no. 43 I, I, Celsius, uh, 107 Fahrenheit. Yeah, I knew. I figured 107 Celsius might be a little off the charts. That would be more like the surface of Venus. But Yeah, it's awful. It's 9 o'clock in the morning and I'm already sweating. So anyway. Oh, my gosh. Are you gonna do? Well, James, for people that want to – uh, subscribe or, or get updates about Node, where, where do you like to point them? Where should they go? 
Yeah, I mean, the website is a little bit bare bones now because after the event, we take off all, most of the content and just put up the photos of the event and the highlights reel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, head over to nodefest.com.au. Uh, down the bottom, you can um, fill in the subscribe button thingy and get all the details. Or probably the best place is Instagram. So Instagram, just search for Nodefest and you'll find us there. And uh, we're also planning, we're hoping, we're, we're starting to just get the feel for it. We'd like to put on uh, an awards night as well. So the Node Awards is something that we're um, mm. planning. So we'd love to hear from people if they think that's a good idea. It's probably going to focus on the Australian, New Zealand um, industry, but it doesn't it. mean Americans or people from the UK or anywhere in the world. Everyone's welcome. So it might be something that happens like two events in the year. Is you know, So if we grow Node to a two-day event, but then in the middle of the year we have something else and it wouldn't be a, a, a sit-down dinner thing. We want, I think the spirit of Node and being Australian is a bit irreverent and have a laugh, don't take it too seriously. But still, you know, acknowledge the nice work we've done. So that's the plan is maybe that'll happen in 2021, an awards night. That, oh, that's fun. That could be really fun. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then for anyone that wants to, to see what you're up to at Yes Captain, what's the what's the URL URL for uh, for your studio? The URL for that is yescaptain.net. Yes, I like to there pretend is. net is a fishing net. <laughs> that's nice. I get it. See, that's yeah. some clever like, positioning there. You're flavorizing like, with your uh, with your company name. Well, I had to because someone's got the dot com and I couldn't get it. So all right, I'll take the dot net. <laughs> Uh, the, website's, the website's a bit old. We're building a new website as we speak. Hopefully, it'll be up in the next week. Oh, well, fantastic! Well, hopefully, by the time we're we go live with this uh, episode, this I'll give this gives you a really good healthy deadline to get it done. How's that? That's what I need. Motion designers, <laughs> designers really need deadlines, and that's yes. that's another why we um just a little plug for the No Dident Comp uh, that we have every year. We have a little competition for. Australians and New Zealanders to make a 15-second animation. And I think people really love that in that it gives them a forced deadline and, and a small brief, but it's still open enough that they can bring their imagination and heart to it. But that's another thing that goes to our mission of shining a light on local talent. And um, I've heard, which is nice, that a lot of people, studios, have hired people based on the work these uh, people have done in their little ident animations. Well, what's cool is I just noticed on the NodeFest website, there's actually a main nav up here for idents. So is that where people mm-hmm. can go and see all the little cool idents that they've done over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how cool. I'm realizing, oh, I need to go watch all these. These are so cool. These little bite-sized cool idents. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Wow, there's a lot of I think them. There's made, like 50 or something. We made, there's 80 every year. There's about 80 people enter, which is a lot for, you know, for down under. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the person who won in 2018, Jess Herrera, she was a co-winner. She's oh, yeah. become a superstar. You know, she's been lauded by Maxon. They had a talk at SIGGRAPH or NAB. And, um, and then, of course, we poached her back to talk at um, no, this in 2019. So it's a really good way of getting exposure and showing off what you're passionate about. Well, I remember meeting her because I said, hey, I'm going to make it a point to go and speak to every speaker that was on stage. So case in point... Now she and I are connected. So this is the kind of thing that nice. only happens in person at a conference. Nice. And, uh, yes, we've only got one of the um, talks so far cut together, Jason Poli's talk, and uh, that's on YouTube. Um, but we are cutting the others, and they'll slowly be released on uh, – you go to YouTube slash NodeFest, you can see the talks from all the years, really. So if you want to go back, and there's a great one from Buck, uh, the Buck Sydney office uh, in 2017. So, yeah, plenty of good content there. 
Oh, nice. Well, that's good to know. I didn't know that all that that much stuff was uh, was up on YouTube. So I'm glad you shared that that link with folks. Cool. Well, James, thank you for being so generous to the industry that you love. I know there are a lot of people in your neck of the woods that are likewise grateful that you went out into the deep end years ago and made NodeFest happen. And also congrats on uh, on Yes Captain and somehow managing to run both of these enterprises successfully, despite I'm sure the demands of running both at the same time. And the demands of a six-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks, thanks so again. much for having me, Joel. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And, and thanks for making the big trip down under. It was great to see you and meet you last year in person. Yeah, it was great. Well, I look forward to coming back and uh, participating in, in future events as well. And I'll just continue to, to, to share the, the word and spread the, the news about what's going on down there in Australia and at NodeFest. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Cheers. You've been listening to the Rev Thinking Podcast. For more information on upcoming accelerators, events, or to learn how RevThink advises creative entrepreneurs like you, connect with us at RevThink.com. I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.